0: welcome to another bonus episode of surviving empathy podcast i am your host brian russell of chef bright comedy and today ladies and gentlemen this is the part two of our two-part bonus episode called chef Bry's food for thought the new podcast scammers and scam baiting the wednesday review and living more boldly and kindly in these unusual times if you haven't listened to part one yet please do go back to part one and then come back to part two here we split this episode into two parts because it's two hours long uh because we really wanted to end this uh season on an even number and we had so many topics to get to that we thought hey let's make this a two-parter we want to thank you guys so very much for your friendship and support we hope you guys had a great holiday season And uh, we're going to talk a little bit also about, you know, the new year and expectation. How do we get the new year off and going when we're feeling like, ugh, what's going on with January, you know? If you want to support the show, please come on over to my link tree. That's link tree forward slash chef, Comedy. And you can be a patron too. go on over to Patreon forward slash chef, right? Comedy. We are here to help you. We're here to make a better society. That's what this is always about. This is a long one. So uh, do uh, use the restroom, get yourself a drink, get comfortable and let's begin. So is there anything else to say about it? I mean, I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah,
1: Just just look out for each other. Be aware. As we always should be doing. Well, that's just
0: it. We're trying to create a society of people who look out for each other. But when you have so many hateful or independent thinking people, there's nothing wrong with being independent, but not so independent that we become regressive. Um, I wanted to sort of talk about that real fast. You know, regressive hardship people in our society have had to learn to become tougher because the times are tough because jobs are tough because rent is high because cost of living is uh, high and uh, wages are low and so everybody's had to learn uh, to have strength and and de- uh, determination and grit you know as a result of that it has almost made society sort of cruel and mean to each other we've 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 put up our guard so to speak And at the end of the day, I think that's wise, but I wanted to speak about that for a second because at the end of the day, I mean, I think about, like, how religion works. Now, I'm an atheist, but I'm also a spiritual person, and I think religion does a lot of good things. There's a sense of community. They do fundraisers. They help each other. So, I'm not against church. I think church and Christian values is a good thing, but... I do feel sometimes that thoughts and prayers gets a little heavy handed. It's like we can't think and pray these problems away. We have to act. We have to engage. And so sometimes what I get really tired of seeing is that we live in a cruel, harsh society. And it almost kind of uh, makes people run into the arms of religion without them having the intelligence to understand that perhaps that's not the answer. Will you please talk yes. on that a little bit? Well,
1: it's it's Kind of by design. I mean... It feels exploitative. It does. It is. And I don't mean to say that
0: every church or every religion is bad. I just mean to say that it's almost like the world's designed to be terrible so that we all run into the arms of religion and feel better, but then we just think and pray the problems away rather than do something about it. Now, that's not to say that all churches don't do, you know, some good things. I think there's a lot of churches doing great work, but I just mean to say... I get so tired of seeing people on like Facebook, for example, talking about God and Jesus and how much they Mm -hmm. love God and Jesus. Well,
1: yeah. Like, good
0: grief. Shut up. It's not even that. They're not, they're not,
1: we're not solving problems. Well, and it's not even that the world is terrible and that makes you run Mm -hmm. to the arms of that. It's that religion is telling you, unless you're in a church, you're a terrible person. You're a sinner. You're, you're this, you're that. You think? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially kids grow up being told unless they stay in the church and this and that, they're going to hell. They're a sinner. They're horrible. They're right. so it.
0: Well, the only reason I bring it up is because we are here to to be truth seekers, to find the truth no matter where it lies, and to fight against oppressive or regressive or tyrannical systems. And I'm not saying that the church is always that, but you do start to see that it's almost designed to – for life to be mediocre, and for us to run into the arms of God and Jesus because we don't have hope, and then it just and then you become a part of a cult or culture that uh, sort of makes it's a hierarchy where the priest and the, the synagogue or whoever always do better than the churchgoers. And then you see the mega churches, and the wealth and, that it creates, and so it's a form of scam itself. And and yeah. and I don't mean to say that they're all that way. I just mean to say, though, that at the end of the day, we have to learn in our culture to fight against regressive and oppressive mentalities, because how do we move forward if we're continually having to f- fight systems that are making us go backwards?
1: And that includes yeah. sometimes religion. Not always, yeah, but sometimes. No, I. And just even speaking of the money aspect of it, like they mm-hmm. take donations every week and make people feel like they have to give part of their money and they have to monetarily support the church and listen when to a that lot and- of these
0: priests are doing just fine or these yeah. pastors i mean when yeah. you look at joel osteen dude's a millionaire mm-hmm. what does he need church donations for other than to get new carpet that's yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i just find it you know my point simply is is that people are being preyed upon in our society whether it be through scams whether it be through uh, emotional or um some kind of manipulation uh you know you look at the right wing they're being manipulated they all want to be good upstanding hard-working independent citizens and they play on people's sense of values and yet a lot of times they'll trojan horse bad values mm-hmm. while pretending or you know having the stance or stature of well i'm a hard-working christian yes but you're doing and voting for terrible things are you stupid
1: Speak yeah. on that, please. Well, they the politicians <clears throat> they say one thing and do another. That's why I always say, look at what they're actually doing rather than what they're feeding you.
0: Well, yeah, right now we see, uh, you know, the Democratic Party total unison. They 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 voted in unison for. The, min- the new minority leader, which is that guy.
1: Hakeem who- Jeffries, I believe. Thank you. Yes. Gosh, because the name is escaping me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you see they're on their fifth vote for this. Well, they're, they're on their fifth one like five hours hat. ago. So Yeah. Five
0: <laughs> votes. They can't get a majority for Kevin McCarthy. Because why? Because he's too MAGA for the centrists. And he's not MAGA enough for the dodos. The, the MAGA <laughs> right. dodos. So at the end of the day, he's kind of put himself in this. No friend zone where he's not MAGA enough for some and he's too MAGA for others. And you see the party in disarray. And why is that? Because they have no fucking values and yet they talk all day long about their Christian morals and convictions. Yeah, like, dude, have, get a grip. Yeah, <laughs> they have
1: no values, they have no actual platform, they have no actual It's all platitudes. Plan. it's all just platitudes. Yeah, mm-hmm guns god and hunter Lo- hunter biden's laptop <laughs> yeah because apparently
0: that's gonna solve our problems yeah i don't
1: know uh, it, uh, yeah you know and I'm, the thing
0: is is i try very hard to be you know uh, fair minded when it comes to left versus right because i i think some leftists can be a little crazy and woke too and they're just like i watched i saw this thing yesterday a stand-up comedian <clears throat> was talking about stuff and all of a sudden this lady in the crowd goes nah And he goes, Whoa, what? And she's like, you're talking about sex trafficking. This is bullshit. But he's like, lady, I am not talking about sex trafficking. Are you crazy? And so what is my point? My point simply is, is that people have lost their goddamn sense of humor. And they've lost their goddamn mind on the left and right, because leftists are becoming too woke and serious to have a sense of humor and to know where the line should be drawn. And the right wing is so fucking taken up and and swallowed whole by MAGA movement that they're all fucking crazy. So we're living in a society of people where nobody knows where center is, where normal is anymore. And, And the problem with things is that we're normalizing behaviors and attitudes that should not be normalized. In other words, when you see bad long enough, it just gets normalized. And so like the scam baiting stuff. You watch enough of it, you forget just how revolting and wrong it is, because you sort of get caught up and carried away in just the humor of them, yeah. you know, scamming the scammers, right? But at the end of the day, that's my point. Is I got nothing against religion. I have nothing against Christian values. In fact, I try to have homespun Christian-like values myself. But at the end of the day, the problem is, is that a lot of people aren't intelligent enough to know how to move our country forward. We have to stop leaning into regressive systems and cultures that are uh, just not yielding results. Yeah. You know? Yes, we do. So how do you, how would you, you know, tell the folks, how do we, you know, without becoming a, a giant woke liberal or a giant crazy Republican, Where do we find and, you know, how do we identify as something without it taking over our sense of right and wrong?
1: Just be yourself and and hang on to your values and what you care about and pay attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) It's quite simple, but it seems like our society just gets worse and worse because, radicalism and extremism on both ends of the spectrum whether it be left or right or brown and white and black or whoever our society is becoming you know like youtube it's it's sensationalism
1: mm-hmm. we're
0: not grounded as a culture and it it feels sometimes like our values are going bye-bye because we're becoming wayward because none yes. of us are have the the we're not we're, we, we're all a bunch of new young souls we need some old souls we need some wisdom we need yeah. s- people to be more grounded than that and at the end of the day i feel like we're being taken over by you know the the lunatic asylum is being taken over by the loonies oh, you know yeah. what I
1: mean? well and it just made me think <clears throat> about how a couple weeks ago they're when they're saying you know they won the majority in the house they're like oh we're going to investigate hunter biden we're going to investigate hunter biden like that's their big thing and if people that are on the right, actually took a step back and instead of just going, "Yeah, get him. He's a you know, he's Biden's son." How's that how help about me? Exactly. Yeah. How look does that, at that help and anything? Say, what is yeah. that going to do for me? Like, well, and nothing. When, when all of their platforms are
0: about simply trying to destroy the opposite side instead of helping instead of the country, instead of making a society do, that functions, yeah, it makes you realize that that our our political discourse is in tatters. Yeah. And that's why I talk about, I would love, love, love to be able to uh, trust people of all races, all religions, and all political affiliations. But at the end of the day, I have fucking trust issues in everybody now. I mean, my good friend KB fucked me out of $50 just because on a whim because he probably wanted to put dope in his nose. I mean, good grief. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that we're becoming a society of shady motherfuckers. And so, where do we, the good ones, fight for what's right in our culture and society without feeling, I don't know, discouraged and scared to do it? People are afraid mm-hmm. to stand
1: up. Yeah, I, I don't they're, know because
0: they're afraid of being canceled. Yeah, like I'm afraid of being canceled. Yeah. One day, just some crazy person's going to go say something on Twitter about me. Next thing you know, it's going to like catch, go viral, and the next thing you know, I'm terrible person all because of some crazy person. Who doesn't even know me?
1: But at the same time, like you know, <laughs> that whole thing happened with the <clears> the makeup group people, and you know, all these people were blocking me and unfriending me. And well, guess what? I have a whole new group of people that I friended once when the whole Roe v. Wade thing came up. <laughs> this whole group of women that were very pro pro Roe. Good, good, yeah. So now I've got this whole other group of people. Not like, to mention a handful of there. who kind of
0: crawled back and said sorry. I've, I've had a yeah. I've had a chance mm-hmm. to think about it, and yeah. what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. just and that's that's what I mean is that the pitchfork and torches mentality, whether it's political, whether it's socioeconomic or whatever, yes, we wanna fight regressive systems. Yes, we want to fight for what's right in our culture and society. But at the end of the day, we don't want to become the pitchforks and torches mentality because we become spiteful, we become hateful, we become regressive, and then we become what? We we're corrupted by our own bad behaviors. And so we have wow. to learn to keep ourselves in check. Yeah? You know.
1: Yes, we do. And your people are out there. So, yeah, well that's
0: what I every day I have to remind myself that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of good people, I want to give a quick shout out to Jeremy Renner. All right? Okay. So as as you a lot of you guys know by now, Jeremy Renner was involved in a snow plow accident. He owns oh. one of those snow cats. I think he was trying to help one of his family members out of a situation. Their vehicle had gotten stuck. He lives in you know, the Reno area, Nevada. I don't know if that's where he lives full-time. I have no idea, but I just know that that's where he was. He was in a snowcat. He was trying to help a fr- family member. And then one of the fail-safes of the snowcat didn't work and he i don't know he got crushed by the snow cat or something and it crushed his chest he ended up in emergency surgery he's all fucked up now thankfully uh he is still in critical condition but he is now uh stable he's had surgery he's undergone surgery there was a picture of him uh, all over the internet saying i'm too fucked up to type right now but uh i'm good (laughs) essentially Yeah. yeah all right kitty hold on yeah, Gouda is more of a Captain America fan. Hawkeye, <laughs> not as much. <laughs> but, um, but but you know, in our culture and society, we often get so caught up on the injustice and inequality of celebrityism, celebrity culture, all of us vying for, you know, attention and validity. We want to be heard. We want to be known, and uh, we want to grow as a public figure, because we have some something important to say. And so oftentimes we get these kind of negative views towards celebrity culture because they're, it's creating, in essence, a have versus have-not society. But on, on that being said, I mean, there seems to be plenty of good people left in Hollywood, like uh, Jeremy Renner, uh, who, you know, I think... Uh, Evangeline Lilly said Beth that he's just a like a blue collar like homespun dude that just is a good kind guy and, and and it doesn't surprise her at all that he would get hurt doing something trying to help someone else. Yeah, and I thought yeah that that's always kind of how I felt about him. He seems the reason why I like him, the reason why he's so good in movies is because he has a relatability that a lot of actors don't that's not to say that some don't but i just mean to say that he's always come off to me as a very i don't know quirky uh, likable lovable kind-hearted dude and and so when i heard about it it shocked me i was scared i thought he was gonna die and uh, uh when i heard he was okay i cried because um Just my mental health isn't great right now. Christmas time and getting through the new year. And uh, I just felt emotional. I've been having a lot of migraines. And so I cried. I just I was like so upset. And uh, a girl on my Instagram was like, she cried when she found out that he was okay because she was relieved. And I said, girl, I cried, too, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's so upsetting you know, we take for granted that people are going to be okay. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're not. And and we're, you know, and I think that's a part of my mental health snag. As of late is, um, there's people, you know, like, for example, I mean, yes, a lot of them die of old age, Barbara Walters, rest in peace, old gal, I love her. But I just mean to say that, we're such a large community now we're such a large world now that every other day we're having to deal with somebody that we know and love dying whether it be a celebrity or a family member or just uh, something terrible going on in the world um speak on that how do we uh, stay good in our heart and not cry all the time from constantly being upset
1: well, it's hard because there is a lot of bad stuff going on. Like, you know, yeah. his accident. There was another eraser of some type that was mm-hmm. on a snowmobile and it flipped and killed him. And then that young football player had oh. that thing on the field, right, and it's right. just it just makes you realize how fragile life is, and right. just try you have to try to let it make you appreciate things more yes. instead of depressing you. Like, make you appreciate your people and every moment. And, and it's made that me,
0: frankly, a safety Nazi because, yeah. you know, back when I was young, I, I kind of had a death wish. I was all, yeah, gung-ho, and I'd fight anybody. I would take on anybody, you know, like that song, Headstrong will take you on. Mm-hmm. I was that guy, you know. I'll fight yeah. anyone. I don't give a shit who you think you are. Yes. And I still kind of have that, but then there's a part of me that has mellowed out because... I don't want to die anymore. When I was young, I didn't know what I wanted. I I had a death wish. I was like, let's go do everything crazy and scary and fun. And I was always pushing the envelope of safety. And now I'm quite the opposite. like Because I realize how life is so short and so fragile. And at the end of the day, um, it's hard not to let the accumulation of that sadness and uh, to not make you feel emotional. And so at the end of the day, I think it's... You know, it's hard because I'm not a big crier, but when I do cry, it it, it comes from a place of absolute, abject uh, love and uh, joy for uh, people and for uh, the goodness and kindness of the world. And so at the end of the day, I think we're all hurting a little bit. And so how Mm -hmm. do we take that pain And turn it, like you said, into something good rather than taking it out on each other. Because I think that's really what it boils down to is everybody's hurting and so everybody wants to hurt each other. And they're just stab, stab, stab. And you're like, geez. It's
1: so easy to just react and do that. Right. And it just, it takes just stepping back and thinking about what you're doing logically instead of just reacting to things.
0: And that's my problem with a lot of these people who have come after us. You don't fucking know us. You don't know what we're about, and and I haven't heard a fly. In fact, you know, I would venture to say that I'm one of the better ones. I'm one of the good ones, and why they would want to go after me just because I'm a red-blooded American who don't take no shit from no one. Hey, don't fuck with me, and then you don't have to fuck around and find out. And when you get the shit end of the stick of the bry stick, and you wonder why I'm mistreating you, you, oftentimes they don't have the capacity to reflect on what they did to cause that. Mm -hmm. It's like you treated me like ultimate trash, and now you say I'm a piece of shit because I fight back? (laughs) We have to become a society of lovers, carers, givers, and become a kinder, gentler society. But, you know, I'm a red-blooded American. I'm a former veteran. I can't help it. I I get upset. And, And sometimes when people mistreat you, it's hurtful. And so you sort of clamor back. You say something back, and then you go, ah, I shouldn't have said that. Then they snapshot it and go, see, 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 he's a terrible person. Like, all you proved is that I hate you. So? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I do hate a lot of people, but I love a lot of people, too. But the point I'm making is that at the end of the day, um, it feels like we're all becoming sort of wounded, broken, and we don't know how to be mature enough and sensible enough to know where the line of decency is. And so we have to fight every day for where the line ought to be yeah you know you do
1: yeah and just yeah like i said just you have to be aware of yourself and what's happening and how you're reacting or not reacting to things or yeah well
0: because i think people don't realize as it's happening is that they're accumulating bad coping mechanisms and then when it goes too far they become homicidal or they become i don't know disgruntled
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then and because they see themselves as the good guy in their own movie they often do bad things and then they still think that they're the good guy it's like no you crossed the fucking line dude yeah and so yeah it's just a it's a weird weird world it's a mad 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 world and uh uh, we have to you know fight for what's right and we have to fight for clarity that's why i do this show that's why i'm gonna do the other show because i want to distill what I think the correct thinking ought to be because at the end of the day, we all hurt. We can all be capable of saying and doing nasty things to people. And I've done it too. I admit I'm not proud of it, but at the end of the day, we all have a nasty side and how we fight that is by, you know, self-awareness. There's a lacking in awareness in some folks where they just see themselves as a good guy, no matter how much bad shit they do. And then one day it catches up to them and they go, Oh, you know oops daisy and and yet in their own mind like donald trump i didn't do anything wrong it's a witch hunt no bitch it's not a witch hunt you're a fucking criminal <laughs> you know yeah. there's just some people that lack self-awareness to such a degree that they're sociopathic yeah
1: definitely you know
0: but uh, i digress my point is is jeremy renner get well soon brother you are a good man we like you we love you we're all rooting for you And uh, I
1: just, God, I hope he's okay. I hope he gets out of this. Yeah. And same with that football player. I can't remember his name offhand. I I actually, I read an article that um, was written by a cardiologist and he said, based on what he saw, it looked like apparently there's a fifth of a second window with every heartbeat where if you hit your chest at that time, it can just make your heart. create a dysrhythmia. And, yeah. and he he's not his doctor so he doesn't know 100%, but he thinks it's something like that that happened just this freak random yeah accident. so yeah
0: well, it seems like he's gonna be okay. Um, thank goodness Maybe.
1: hopefully hopefully he's, yeah. yeah,
0: he's still in st- critical but stable yeah. And uh, that's what I mean is that we have to become the lovers, the carers, the healers because this society is grow- growing uh, unkind and dysfunctional and sometimes even a little bit. Violent, and so yes, we have to watch our own predilections towards anger because you get too angry. Guess what? You're gonna end up in a fist fight at the grocery store. You gotta watch yourself. Yeah, I have to watch myself as a red blooded American. I don't like people's lip when they give me lip, I give it back. I'm like, fuck you, dude, and then next thing you know, they're in my face, and then I'm like, okay. I take off my hat and I put it backwards. It, I'm ready to it fight. It happened
1: in the store the other day. Actually, there was some guy. Well, and I've had to learn knocking to f- off to people. And yeah. some guy took him up on it, and we almost had a fist fight in the middle of the store. And well, and yeah. I'm not
0: that way anymore. It's been yeah. a while, but mm-hmm. it, but I used to get that way. I was a yeah. like, young, brash dude, and now I'm just like, ugh. Getting too old for that, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but my. And I did just want to say, Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. That's right. That's that right. Thank you so. for that. Yeah. yeah,
0: I wanted to give him proper's. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, sir. Get better soon. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah, we're we're a we're a mission of kindness and goodness. It's not about perfection. See, that's the thing is that people think that you, you're you not allowed to make mistakes. You're not allowed to be awful. No, we've all been nasty and awful before. It's about be, having the self-awareness to know that you were awful and to make amends for that and then to get better, to improve. And that's what we're trying to do is create a society of people that have the, 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 the bravery – and the self-awareness to improve and to get better so we can become a community that helps one another again. Because we're all becoming so ruggedly independent and such rugged individualists that we've almost lost our fucking minds. I mean, we, we, you, we can't do it all by ourselves. You know, people who m- make it, they make it through a, a luck, uh, the right parents being in the right place at the right time, and having a society and community that helps each other. And a lot of people are famous and wealthy and well off now because they had the right support system. For those who don't have that, they often succumb to drugs and alcohol and depression and despair and horrible coping mechanisms. And uh, even I, I, I got to watch myself. Hey, no, dude, you don't need to do that. Go for a run. Don't drink a beer. Go for a run. Yeah. Do something proactive with your life. You know, and so um, just having that self awareness to be a better person and to understand that we're all we're all dealing with dysfunction and broken up feelings about something. But at the end of the day, you can't use that as an excuse to just lay into people.
1: You know, no, you can't. <clears throat> yeah, be aware of yourself. Yeah, and everything is happening, and that's yeah. right. That's right.
0: Uh, so, uh, real quick, I wanted to go on that article. So this article, I call it "rat article," <laughs> but I want to get to it here. Give me a sec. Okay, so since this show is about mental health and uh, uh, being kinder, better, uh, living a more robust life, and all that, I I read an article the other day. Uh, it comes from SciTechDaily.com, and it it says treating depression by fine tuning. Fine-tuning motivation in the brain. Treating depression by fine-tuning motivation in the brain. And uh, basically, it, it says here, neuroscientists have discovered a set of brain cells that inf- influence the motivation of mice to perform tasks for rewards. Increasing the cell's activity makes a mouse more uh, work harder or more vigorously. That... Uh, the neurons come with a feature that prevents the mouse from overdoing it and becoming addicted to the reward. The findings reveal new possible therapeutic strategies for treating mental illnesses like depression that impair motivation. So it goes on to say, a characteristic of depression is a lack of motivation. Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory, Professor Bo Lee, in collaboration with some fellow, Professor Z. <laughs> Z. Josh Huang, China, Uh, discovered a group of neurons in the mouse's brain that influences the animal's motivation to perform tasks for rewards. Dialing up the activity of these neurons makes a mouse work faster or more vigorously up to a point. These neurons have a feature that prevents the mouse from becoming addicted to the reward. The findings may point to new therapeutic strategies for treating mental illnesses like depression that affects motivation in humans. And then it goes on here. The anterior insular cortex is a region of the brain that plays a critical role in motivation. A set of neurons that activate a gene called, here we go,
1: (laughs) FezF2
0: neurons in this area are active when mice are doing both physical and cognitive tasks. Lee and his lab hypothesized that these neurons do not affect the mouse's ability to do the task. Rather, the brain cells influences the mouse's motivational drive. Mice were trained to lick a water bottle spout to receive a small sugar reward. <clears throat> when researchers dialed up the activity of these FezF2 Fez neurons, mice would lick more vigorously. vigorously. If the neuron activity was dialed down, the mouse would lick more slowly. The researchers saw a similar result in another experiment in which the mice ran on a wheel to receive a reward. The mice ran faster if the neurons were stimulated. The same uh, effect occurred with other tasks. Uh, Lee and his team were surprised to discover a feature that prevents the mice from becoming addicted to the tasks and their reward. Uh, When mice drunk their fill of sugar water and were satiated, they would not lick or run faster to get more sugar, even if the researchers dialed up the activity of the Fez2 neurons. Finding a way to fine-tune the human equivalent of these neurons might help people struggling with motivation due to mental illnesses like depression. Lee says we want to selectively increase the motivation of the person so that they can do the things they need to do, but we don't want to create addictive drugs. And so that's uh, basically the whole article there. But, I mean, think about the implications of that.
1: Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get the motivation to do something, you know, because of depression or whatever. I get it all the time, unfortunately, you know activate that to help you be more productive yeah and the the fact that there's like a little a limit on it like it won't get someone to the point of addiction yeah to doing these things and doing then start doing that obsessively it has like a fail safe on it which is well interesting and
0: and and the implications um yes it doesn't have any real life implications right now but it may in the future and the thing about it that it really gets me thinking about is where your mind goes, your body follows and vice versa. And so what can we learn? What can we ascertain from this article? It's that, you know, when we give in to our addictions, our bodies become worse, not better. When we give in to bad mentalities and bad behaviors and bad eating habits, etc. Sure, you can do that a little bit, but once it takes over, um, we're constantly needing that reward of, you know, trans fats or that reward of overly salty or overly sweet snacks. And so at the end of the day, when we become addicted to the, the, the dopamine rush, if you will, of likes on Instagram or fast food, et cetera, um, a lot of times we don't know how to dial that back down. And so the, I think the takeaway here might be uh, that, you know. When we come correct, when we take proper care of ourselves, our bodies are rewarded. And so uh, I'm hopeful that uh, just by knowing this, it kind of makes me feel like I hate when I lack motivation because of my depression because I have so much to do. I I mean, I have to work out. I have two podcasts. I have a YouTube channel. I got a book to write. I got shit to do. And so at the end of the day, when I feel like I wake up and I'm just sitting there going nowhere i'm like brian you know go for a run activate your brain and and when i do i tend to get more um happy but but more than that more productive so i don't know it just it makes you realize maybe there's a self-awareness in the sense that hopefully the future will provide ways to help us to feed our lacking in motivations but more than that perhaps we can understand and learn uh, from that, simply that when we take better care of ourselves, we just, the, the rewards um, tend to propagate and perpetuate, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah,
1: for sure. So, anyways,
0: yeah. what do you think about that?
1: I think it's really interesting because <clears throat> if, you know, if someone is at a point where they literally cannot make themselves get up and do things, and if there's a little tweak that can be yeah. made, yeah, that just kind of like you said, once you start <clears throat> doing things kind of keep doing things so it might just be the little tweak and the little start that people need well and and that's the thing
0: about chemical balance is that how do you know that the 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 booze you're drinking or the weed you're smoking or whatever if you're if you're not staying in balance with that how much is that affecting our brains in such a way that it's literally slowly changing our brains for the worse and so at the end of the day what does that mean Means we got to reset. We got to restart. Mm-hmm. We got to reevaluate our libations. We have to reevaluate our our fitness and our health and our nutrition, and um, have the, the 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 capacity to to change despite addictions and predilections getting in the way of that. And um, hopefully, we'll have you know scientific uh, help in the future. But as it stands today, since there isn't, at least we can learn how much the brain. Uh, is involved when it comes to ill health or positive health and and how we have to sort of hack our brains. We have to hack our brains so that they it gets better, not worse,
1: mm-hmm. you yeah, know? for sure.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, I don't really have much more to say on it because there's not much more to say other than I, I, I love when you can find science that, is moving in the right direction yeah. and gives you offers people with depression hope because yeah. the worst thing I hate about my depression is that I lack motivation. The worst thing I hate about anxiety is it makes me fearful when I should, I have no reason to be afraid. And I hate yeah, that.
1: Exactly. What and does. that's
0: why I exercise on the treadmill because it takes all that away. And then I get this dopamine rush after run and I become my true self. And I'm like, who was that guy? Who is that other person I become? You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's not that we should be ashamed of that. It's just that hopefully that'll at least uh, allow us to realize that how much we put into our fitness and health and drive and determination, uh, uh, you know, you get out of life what you put in, frankly, yeah. you know, so, so we're almost through here, but I wanted to sort of end on a positive note. Well, first, real quick, do we have time? Do you want to talk about Wednesday? Sure. Okay. So I got that written here. I, you know, uh, so I have here Wednesday uh, outcasts and misfits and positive messaging about being different. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's when you think about it. The show is about being weird or different or an outcast and how we as a society tend to treat uh, misfits and outcasts and people who are different. Yeah, And I've always sort of felt different. Uh, partly because I was shy, partly because I went through a chubby stage, partly because I was poor, partly because, um, frankly, I've always felt different. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the guy who wanted to, you know, I, I eventually grew up into the ma- a man. I learned toughness and all that, and I went into the army and all that. But, but for a long time, I was just kind of a, a little sissy boy, <laughs> and I felt weird for being that. And, and then, you know, the military and fitness and all that taught me, and sports it taught me to be, you know, stick up for myself and, and learn balance. But now, you know, that I'm older, I'm getting older again, I, I just embrace being different. I just, I, yes, I'm an empath. Yes, I wear black nail polish sometimes. Yes, I sometimes color my hair. So what? At the end of the day, I mean, uh, I think it's fun and festive to be yourself, and yet, We still often live in a society and culture that likes to ostracize and alienate people. You know, like I was uh, the guy Pierogi from the uh, fitness payback, or fitness, (laughs) Uh, 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 scammer scammer payback. payback. Mm -hmm. He colors his hair. And I went on, you know, because I was curious what hair coloring he uses. And I tried to find it. I went on Reddit and Reddit's like, why does Pierogi color his hair? That's so weird and blah 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 so what is my point my point is there's still a lot of people conventional society is still weirded
1: out by unconventionality yeah. speak on that i i don't understand it it's just so <laughs> yeah. ridiculous be like, yourself people, exactly have fun you think at this point we'd be to a point where just <laughs> let people be what they are and, and they be are. more open-minded by now mm-hmm. and
0: yet we're still there's a yeah. often, you'll see conventional society regressing into old yeah. ostracization attitudes.
1: But then people surprise you. Like, I'll have people, you know, look at my hair and you they look like the kind of person that's going to make a, a derogatory remark. And then they come up and tell me how much they love it. Or they love my blue lipstick or my yeah. purple whatever. So, well, people yeah. can surprise you, which is Absolutely. refreshing. Well, but.
0: and who I am on the radio isn't going to change because I... Color my nails, or I color my hair. Yeah, who I am, being the veteran Boy Scout that I am, my predilections for doing good and 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 being a law-abiding, kind, you know, uh, loving person is not going to change because I have blue or purple hair. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people who I don't know they if they see someone different, they have this natural reaction to what I don't know recoil or ostracize or
1: alienate that person yeah, which is just so weird to me because i'm kind of the opposite
0: right we embrace weird <laughs> yeah. yeah i know and it's like you know i i guess at the end of the day growing up on the monsters and the adams family uh i like i want to get into the show a little bit but but i just feel like the show is celebrating because at first the show started off where Wednesday, it, at first you're thinking it's going to be about the show, like the Adams family, but it's not. Mm-hmm. She goes off to boarding school. It's called Wednesday for a reason. Right, <laughs> right. And, and people were so upset that Gomez was played by that Luis Guzman guy,
1: mm-hmm. and yet he
0: does a great job. Yeah. And the point is, is that sometimes you're fat, sometimes you're ugly. But he loves his wife, and he's so loving and caring. Mm -hmm. And the point of the show is don't judge a book by its cover. I was afraid the show was going to be too tropish because as soon as they started setting up the boarding school, I'm like, Hogwarts. (laughs) I was thinking maybe this is a little bit too much like, you know, uh, uh, Harry Potter, but... It it's its own thing. It, it kind of yeah. it feels like Harry Potter had a baby with Percy Jackson, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But I like it because yeah. you know she, she's she's a beautiful young woman. Her, her roommates, a, a cute little you know teen girls. Just you want to feed her skittles and put her in your pocket and <laughs> feed her like a little baby bird. But I just mean to say, um, I'm I'm enjoying the show because it definitely has those. Tim Burton-esque qualities. Talk about oh, yeah. it. what do you like in, about the show? Is there anything you don't like?
1: There's not really anything I don't like. I just <clears throat> love the whole the whole feel of it, and I love yeah. his his combination of like whimsy with the mundane. And he's well, so yeah. good at that. And... I think
0: the thing about Tim Burton that I love about Tim Burton, what I love about Nightmare Before Christmas, is somehow blending the beautiful with the macabre. Mm-hmm. There's a macabre beauty and ugliness combined. And that's what spooky is. And that's why we celebrate hashtag spooky life, because there's something beautiful in depression. There's something uh, beautiful and pure about um, darkness. And we all suffer from it because the world is hard. And so what is the point of being spooky is to embrace our inner darkness, our inner morbidity and to learn and grow from it, to become more accepting of people's differences, mm-hmm. and I like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's fun, and the whole feel of it is just. Well, do you want to kind
0: of real quick just set up the show because we've talked about the theme, but set mm-hmm. up what the show is doing? Where where is it going? It's it's basically becoming a murder mystery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and it's <clears throat> it shows the juxtaposition between the the normies in town. And the kids right. at Nevermore, the outcasts at the school, and how they're kind of having to work together and appreciate each other for who they are. Well, and my inner and-
0: my inner freak, my inner empath, my inner atheist is very gleeful because, you know, this town is clearly the... Christian majority rule yeah. society, a, normal a, a society, Pilgrim
1: Town, Pilgrim you know. Town, right? right. Mm-hmm. And
0: then, of course, we, the audience, are made to feel like we're uh, sort of taking sides with the kids behind the walls of this school, who are all, you know, sirens, werewolves, uh, what, what else, vampires, whatever, yeah, C- creatures like mm-hmm. shapeshifters. In other words, all the freaks and misfits of the world go to this school. And then they become a part of, just like Hogwarts, different... uh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm forgetting the word! Um, They become a... You know, like you're the Ravenclaw, and you're this, and you're this. They become a part of a different... uh, Whatever it's called... Uh,
1: the houses, fraternity, the fraternity, I guess, or go. sorority, or houses,
0: or houses, yeah. yeah. There you go, houses. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I just I find I, I was worried that part was going to come off trite and played played out because we've seen it so many times before: Percy Jackson, uh, Harry Potter, etc. But um I, I'm liking the little differences. And I love the fact that they don't focus so much on that. They focus on the characters and the growth and. Uh, I don't know, it really feels like a coming-of-age story for young people, teenagers, who just don't feel like the world is judging them fairly. Speak mm-hmm. about that.
1: Yeah. Well, it it relates for adults also, because, you know, they come back to town, and he gets arrested for this decades-old, like, murder case. Mm-hmm. So, even as you grow and become an adult, it still follows you, and I just like the fact that they were presented with actual evidence, and they actually changed. Like you know, yeah. the, the the townspeople <clears throat> seem like they're so closed-minded, but then when presented with actual evidence about things, they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, they, we made a mistake." Yeah.
0: Well, and that's what we want in our society. That. That's what yeah. we want in politics. Mm-hmm. That's what we want in religion. That's what we want. I have nothing against Christians, but one thing that Wednesday proved because she's having these uh, psychic premonitions. Is that the 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 main pilgrim that they adore and love and have this giant statue of? Well, he's he burned all these people up. He mm-hmm. was a radical Christian yep. zealot mm-hmm. who killed all these people he found to be witches. You know, three hundred years ago. Yeah. And uh, her uh, ancestor Goody, which is a basically her in a blonde wig, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I like the way that they are doing this. It 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 feel, you know it it has that Tim Burton you know beauty ugly yeah. thing
1: mm-hmm. that yeah. we
0: celebrate the weird, we celebrate being different, and that uh, it's made to feel like the normal ones are the ones being ostracized in a way. Um, but I just think yeah, that's that's good for our culture because our culture needs to move forward. And understanding that some people just want purple fucking hair and leave it alone, girl. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big yeah, deal? Yeah. Know? Well,
1: and I like the mm-hmm. character development. Like, you know, the, the main, one of the girls, the one that's the siren. And you, first you think she's just this raging bitch. And then yeah. you come to, you know, parents weekend and you find mm-hmm. out she's, she's going got her, a lot going yeah. on in the background. And the yeah. her Wednesday's roommate, she's all bubbly and and bright and you yeah. know blonde and but then you know she's a werewolf who hasn't a actually duck. shifted yet so now she's got this dynamic where her and family's her, her <laughs> mom wants her to go to conversion right. yeah, therapy exactly to, where, where to we're <laughs> yeah, so, you have a werewolf out yet. Mm-hmm. yeah so i like that they yeah. <clears> they they make it look like and that's kind of a tim burton thing like on the surface there's one thing but then there's a lot mm-hmm. going on underneath and they bring that out and they bring that into the or open. like the and,
0: guy she's interested in stood her up but the reason mm-hmm. being is because he's a Medusa, and he, he turned himself turned to himself to stone. Into stone at, get out of the shower! Too embarrassed to tell her. And he was too embarrassed to tell. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. it's so just, it's cutesy it, and it's it fun is. and it's yeah. just it's play it plays with these themes very well and I enjoy it. And, yeah, you know, and like like uh, the nerd guy. Uh, do you remember his name? The nerdy kid. I don't Remember his name. Anyway, but then you find out he you know he gets he goes into a coma after getting attacked in the woods by this beast, and that's what the story is all about. Is mm-hmm. this beast or this creature? that they have to find they think there's a murder out there but then you find out that it might be a creature that's shape-shifting and uh we don't yet know who it is but i have a feeling i'm i'm guessing but Mm -hmm. i have a feeling you know because they they threw out a red herring i'm like no it's not that yeah exactly um but i do yeah yeah it's just a fun show and and you know people got so up in arms at Louis Guzman, and yet he's been in like two episodes. Like, give right. it a rest, dude. I know.
1: Exactly. But that's what yes. I
0: mean: is about judging before you know. Yeah. He always plays kind of a scumbag or douchebag character, and then everybody mm-hmm. assumes he's this bad guy. Yeah. He's an actor. Oh my exactly. god, get yeah. a grip! I know. You know. Yeah. So I think it, it just it's it's all about challenging your own understanding of people, of you know stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and I love that two episodes now they've had an orchestral version of a rolling stone song and then nothing else matters on the yeah, one we watched last night yes. like, i love how they're incorporating the, the cello that. version of nothing else <laughs> matters i
0: was i was like right on yeah that yep, was fun right. yeah and we don't know yet what's going on because i think we've ended on we're starting up tonight we're going to start up see, uh, episode six six or
1: seven <clears> one of the six two. or seven yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: but yeah no it's a fun show and then you know it's very forward thinking and it it celebrates Tim Burton has always felt ostracized for being different and weird. And he's trying to show that maybe we can learn about each other and grow exactly. as people. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the way the, like you said, the maturity, <clears throat> it's not like the different houses all hate each other. They're there. They have conflicts, but then they learn about each other mm-hmm. and then they yeah. become friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, uh, this idea that, you know, once you give someone a chance, you may find that they're actually much better and nicer than you realize is a message in our society today that I think just cannot be overstated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. There's more going on under the surface with everyone. You then you know, know, then you realize and why people can't just, I don't know, take it upon
0: themselves to try to be nicer, yeah. kinder.
1: Let people be. Let people be for crying out loud, right.
0: Well, that's what I mean. I don't hate religion. I love what religion does when it does good, but we can't thoughts and prayers our way out of every situation. When you see the world taken over by violent predators and school shootings and we're putting all this pressure on the students to hide or to wear backpacks made of bulletproof vests, I mean... And, and, and yet all they want to do is fucking pray it away. Like, come on, get a mm-hmm. grip. So I have nothing against prayer, but we can't solve real world problems with prayer alone. We have yeah. to create solutions. And so yeah. that's why we become activists. That's why we get involved in politics. As much as I hate politics sometimes, I find it interesting and fascinating because it, it, it's sociology and psychology blended into political theater <laughs> yeah. and i find that fascinating mm-hmm. as a student of psychology yeah you know yeah, absolutely so any final thoughts about wednesday my dear
1: it's it's fun i my can't sweet wait to flower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my sweet my, love <laughs> my,
1: my, my little thundercloud
0: my thundercloud <laughs> he just loves her so much right. I, I love yeah. it it's,
1: it's it's awesome mm-hmm. i i'm having fun watching it so yeah
0: it's good uh, so, so all we got left, really, is to wrap it up. Let's wrap things up. Uh, today's show, it was it's all about um, uh, not judging a book by its cover, uh, not being acting angry or hostile to, towards those that are different from you, uh, not making assumptions about someone's character just because of their cultural heritage or something like that. At the end of the day, we as people have to live and let live, and and let go of the petty differences, and start becoming a culture that loves each other again. At least in theory, it doesn't mean that we can't. I mean, every day I wake up guarded and protected. Yes, I have trust issues, I admit, but at the end of the day, um, my kindness doesn't come from a place of uh, you know, it comes from a place of of, of you know wanting to. To put my best foot forward in creating coalitions and and compromises so that we can all get along and do better. And um, does that mean that I don't have a dark emo heart? Yes, I do. I think our society is largely mediocre, largely ruining the middle class and largely too stupid to do great things and to make people live in the greatness and abundance that should be their lives. We're all living small, mediocre lives. And I just, I just shake my hand, mm-hmm. head, tisk tisk. What the hell? Yeah. I know that human beings are, are, you know, luminous creatures. Like Yoda said, we are beings of, of spirit and light and goodness. And, uh, to, to, to live these trite and boring lives serving the corporate agenda just will not fucking do. All that being said, that doesn't mean I'm going to go, you know, you know, blow up a Taco Bell. (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, how do we keep our love and joy and positivity and hope in a society where there are going to be systems in place that we cannot get rid of? They, we have to accept them. And so how do we become uh, uh, less dystopic in a society that wants to sort of you know create injustice and inequality Mm -hmm.
1: just baby steps yeah just kind of do what you can and and know that little little things incrementally add up to big things and you don't have to start out like oh i'm gonna save the world it's like no i'm gonna do one little thing save yourself then then save the world yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) you gotta crawl before you walk you have to Mm -hmm. walk before you run and you have to run before you fly
1: Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah well, yeah, that's like me with my fitness. I don't out the gate work out four times in a week. I would kill myself. Uh, So I I understand there's a learning curve that there's a, you know, if I work out twice a week for a few weeks and then move to three and then maybe four after that, you know, slow progress. And then as my body and mind get stronger and I get better, then I can slowly push the envelope. But I think that's, The problem is that so many people feel so broken in today's society that they don't know where they belong. They don't know where they stand. And there's so many liars, lying liars, lying their ass off, trying to make us all, you know, act perfect, you know, being guilt, guilted into not, you know, like, you know, the Joe Rogan saying, you know, we're not allowed to say we're not, you know, we can't be the can't catch a break guy because we're bump, we're killing his buzz. Well, fuck you, Joe Rogan. You don't have to live our trite, boring, poverty existence. So I think we have to let people, you know, say get it off their chest and say we can't catch a break occasionally, but then move on from that, grow from that, become better from that. And then somehow, out of nothing, create something.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because if you can will it, if you can imagine it, then you can make it happen. And, I mean, look at Michael Jordan. He he didn't grow up with everything. In fact, he grew up with very little, but through the power of his own will, he became the greatest basketball player of all time. He didn't do that because he had something better than everybody else. Well, yes, he had a skill, but he had to develop that skill. He had to practice, practice, practice. And so that's what we ought to be doing, finding who we are. If we're not good at anything, what would you say to people that just... Don't feel like they're good at anything, and yet they want to, you know, be great. How do we become great when we're not good at anything? Speak on that. Well,
1: there's got to be something that you're good at. Boom.
0: Just
1: try things. (laughs) Try new things. (laughs) Try something else. Yep. You may not be a great singer, but you might
0: be a great drummer. (laughs) A lot of people who can't sing become, you know, guitar players. People who can't play guitar might become a singer, or maybe you can't, you know, Maybe you dance out of step and you can't. You have no rhythm at all. Maybe music isn't your jam. Maybe you could go do something else like writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think everybody's good at something. Yeah, and so that's why when I see this big, great big world of YouTubers and content creators, I try to give everybody a chance first because it's so easy to just think, "Oh, everybody's so trite and trivial. Everything's so awful today." no not necessarily maybe it's great. maybe it's a good thing maybe we're creating a better society um but we're just jealous maybe we're just jealous maybe we just we want to see ourselves become a part of a society and because we don't we often uh you know we get ate up with envy you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah it can happen but mm-hmm. just concentrate on yourself and do what you can
0: Let's- yeah Um, so we're going to end here in a couple minutes final freaking thoughts babe go (laughs) alright let me help you out okay so, so the show today is about not judging people it's about you know finding goodness and kindness in a world that yes can be a little duplicitous can be a little bit underhanded can everybody's developing trust issues everybody's developing a being becoming more guarded, we have to. We're we're becoming a society that's big, and the bigger something gets, the more it sort of becomes unruly. Uh, but uh, it also, there's just there's going to be people that enter our lives that aren't good for us, and it just happens. You know, that's like me and KB. That's like me and a lot of people. Things just we grow apart sometimes, and when we are captured by our imagination. And purpose and and goodness and a desire to help and a desire to do better in this world, oftentimes we have to reforge new bonds. And uh, more than that, find the self-esteem and encouragement in ourselves to want to do bigger and bolder things. At the end of the day, um, it it gets so easy to stay petty, stay upset, stay worried about what everybody else is doing. Speak on that. What can we learn in, in terms of uh, you know, just having the uh, encouragement in ourself and the drive uh, to be a good person, to do to be an agent of good, and to create good in this world.
1: I think just be yourself. Let others be themselves. Don't be an asshole. Don't hurt people. Mm-hmm. Try to do good where you can, when you can. Yeah. Just be a good person.
0: That's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's not a magic trick. It's not anything there's no great big secret i know people write lots of books trying to get people to you know believe in themselves and get motivated it's like george carlin said you know tell the clerk fuck you i'm motivated (laughs) i don't need this book in other words we have a tendency to overcomplicate things to a point where we think others are better than us or we think that we don't have what it takes or we think we don't have the money or whatever um we you know it's hard finding yourself in this world it really is and so That's why we do this, because I'm trying to find something bigger and bolder than myself, bigger and bolder than, you know, working as a chef, working as a cook, grinding away in a kitchen every night. It got old, boy. You know, that's what Anthony Bourdain did. And he got tired of it, too, and wrote a book. And just he got lucky because, well, he's also famously talented at it, too. But I just mean to say that if you're talented at one thing, uh, there's chances that you're probably pretty talented at something else too and you have to believe in yourself and uh, stay focused on yourself and your own goals don't be detoured by you know a world full of shady people it's you know because there's so many good people too so many good things to look forward to and at the end of the day i mean yeah i think we really have to remind ourselves daily that even though the world has certain agendas uh there are good players out there just doing good stuff you know your coworkers yeah, sure. are a great example of that
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: maybe you can't trust the corporate agenda but at least you can trust your boss or to a lesser extent you can at least trust that they're not all gonna screw you over and the fact that we live in a world where there's that at least that much is quite inspiring and hopeful <laughs>
1: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> you know
0: anyways you got anything else for us babe
1: no you look pooped i i am I know, I put everything into every show
0: and uh, I just, that's who I am that's what I do, and then I get tired I'll, I get tired I'll get tired later <laughs> after I edit, and after I go for my run then I'll get tired, tonight and then you'll see me not speaking because I'm tired, mm-hmm. but right now yeah, I just get jazzed, man I get jazzed, and I try to take that jazz that mojo, whatever it is and just put it into everything I do and everything I am, that's what
1: it's all about yeah, you know and i i start out long gung-ho and then just i'm so introverted yeah but two hours of talking oh just, i know i'm
0: and i watch you and i can see I the, the, can, the turning point when you yeah. tune out she slumps in her seat and she's dead <laughs> you're like she's got uh, quit torturing this poor girl brian <laughs> <laughs> it's like well i'm
1: not trying to you know? no it's just it's 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 my introvertism on display. I know, it just you look
0: so angry and despondent by the end. It's like 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 I pissed you off. Like, can we just get on with this show already so I can get on with my life? I have other shit to do, you know. <laughs> anyways i gotta, I gotta you, introvert <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i know I, we're gonna let you introvert right now so you guys thank you so much look out for the new podcast chef rise food for thought it will be coming in the next couple of weeks uh we are going to be going on a small vacation for rebecca's birthday going up to portland to see her sister go sample some good foods it's and some good, food. good beers and stuff
1: and, and then, i get to go to a cross stitch shop i'm so excited Ooh. <laughs> i know everybody else is like Never, and I am over the moon excited. Hey, this
0: birthday trip is about you. I will keep my mouth shut and enjoy myself regardless of where we're at. Um, and yeah, we'll have some great food. Yes. And good times. Yes. A little bit of culture since we're out here in the sticks. Yep. Uh, yeah, you guys, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Look out for the new podcast, Chef Rise, Food for Thought. Do look out for one to two episodes per week of this here Surviving Empathy podcast. And... Yeah. Paranormal Reviews on Chef Bright Comedy. Please go over and subscribe to the I know it doesn't look like much yet. I've got all of five subscribers but I promise. Build it and they will come Man, we will get big. We will get happy. We will be, become bigger than life but it just takes time. It takes perseverance and uh, I refuse to back down. You know? Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's mm-hmm. how, That separates the winners from the losers. Don't Yes, we all get discouraged, of course. I get discouraged constantly. But at the end of the day, I get jazzed, and I try to capture that and just bottle it and just lightning in a bottle and see how long I can ride on that fuel until I poop out. And then when I poop out, I, you know, sleep and rest and recover, recuperate, and maybe kick a little dirt and feel sad. But then afterward, I, you know, I get back on the horse. That's what it's all about. Yes, sir. So... Thank you, baby, so very much. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for being a friend, being a supporter of the show. If you can help us out, we're just looking for small dollar donations, just until we're big enough to get sponsored or monetized. Uh, you can help us by pitching in as little as $1, $2 to the cause. Come on over to our uh, Patreon at patreon forward slash Comedy, or uh, simply come over to our Linktree. You can uh, give us a tip. Jar- we have tip jars all over there. We're very modest people. We're just trying to do good work, to put in the effort, to put in uh, the good cheer, and to make this a better world and to grow from a place of authenticity and uh, commitment and uh, consistency and, uh, frankly, just uh, being, you know, being the change and the help that the world needs, you know? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yes, it is. Why? Thank you, baby. I appreciate everything you do for me. Thank you so much for being a friend and partner, and uh, I just, I don't know what I'd do without you. Likewise. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, thank you so very much. Uh, Do do you want to give them your uh, Instagram? spooky nerdy gal that's right and i'm at surviving empathy podcast uh i might end up changing that to chef comedy soon now that we have multiple podcasts we will probably go as the brand name chef comedy more so than bry's food for thought or surviving empathy podcast i did that for a while while we were building because people would know who it is when you're just chef comedy like people are like what's this but you know I think we're going big enough now where we can go by the Chef Bry Comedy brand, and hopefully people will understand that, uh, you know, it's an all-hands-on-deck thing. We've got multiple podcasts, we've got YouTube, we've got books, we got all things, kinds of things coming, and we just want your support in trying to become more community-oriented, uh, to become kinder and just better people for our society, so that we can all lift each other up through good cheer and humor and uh, just listening to our better instincts man just don't be a dick the end end of story yep definitely all right well thanks you guys we'll be back in a what couple weeks week what is when is our trip next week next week so the week after that yeah two weeks you guys we will be back thank you guys so much for your support and friendship we will see you soon Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye bye